Vav Tevet Tafshin Pei Aleph. Coming to you live from the office of Ariel Tours. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. open things up as we have been doing during the COVID virus pandemic with Rifa'inu Hashem as the world is beginning to get the first batches of vaccines that have miraculously been produced within a very short period of time and we hope and pray that this 
is the Rifainu Hashem that we've been praying for, that we've been singing for, that we've been hoping for. Rifainu Hashem. Ariel Zilber. Welcome in one and all. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here each and every Monday immediately following JM in the AM. That uh, translates to 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time, and around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time that we are on. You may want to make a note of that, but if you miss it, not a problem. Not a problem. We have we have archives. That's why they make archives for people who can't be tuned in at whatever time it is, wherever you are. And you can go to the archives on NachumSiegel.com. You can go to the archives on the NachumSiegel Network app and listen to the show whenever you want. And yes, yes, the show is also available via the uh, Apple podcasts. You can download them into your phone whenever you want, or actually if you subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, then the show will automatically filter in, not filter, in, will automatically download into your device uh, at some point, either during this day or early tomorrow, and you can listen to it whenever you want without having to worry about having an internet connection. So that's a good idea. Subscribe, subscribe to The Israel Show. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You go to, on your iPhone, on your iPad, you just uh, do a search for The Israel Show, NSN, The Israel Show, or just NSN, Mayor Weingarten, whichever way, and it'll come up. If you need a link, just let us know and we'll We'll share it with you. We have a link for that as well on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. But enough about me. How about you? How are you doing? <laughs> Not all at once. Um, Yishai Rebo with Halev Shali off of the uh, live performance triple CD. We're going to play that for you in a minute. Not before or... Yeah, not before, right? Not before we tell you. What we have on for you this morning, we're going to share with you the latest details of the horrific murder of uh, just an innocent mother of six, 52-year-old Esther Horgan of Tal Menashe. She was murdered last night. We're not sure at what point exactly. She left her house at 2 p.m. At 1 a.m. they found her body. We'll tell you about the unity that we've been speaking about for a long time. The unity that is being created between religious and non-religious, between different sectors in the Jewish people, religious and less religious, however you want to describe it. And uh, that unity being created through music. And we have the latest example with the release yesterday of a duet. Who would have ever thought to put these two people together if not for the power of the unity and of the music and so forth? Duet between Aviv Geffen and Avram Fried. It's an amazing thing. It made it into the news broadcasts on Israeli television. So we'll share that with you as well. 
and some of the history. And of course, the latest on the elections in Israel. Yes, no, maybe, oh, or oh, we changed our mind, oh, whatever. Thank you so much for tuning in. Halev Shali, Yishai Rebo off of the live album. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Alef shali nikra l'shnayim Ma shelo ata shifcha l'amayim Kmo sufer min ayam olim Kmo tofa shabir yam tola Vehen trufa b'alam Alef shali merim yadayim Kvar mo'ed lo omed ala raglayim Shever kli shem go kvar mo'ed Ashomayim em
Shai Rebo with his classic Halev Shali from a live performance, obviously. The hint, the clue is the applause in the background. Anyway, uh, it's off of the triple CD called Bama Kahal Ve'ahava. This is off of CD number two of that triplet, 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 yeah, I guess. Um, Halev Shali. Okay. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We thank you for being with us, for making us part of your week. And we hope you uh, share with your friends, your neighbors, your cousins, everybody you know. Share with them the great, wonderful programming that we do here. Let them know about it so they can join us as well. Very important. Here's what we know so far about the murder, the brutal murder of Esther Organ, Horgan, I guess, of the Shuf Tal Minashe. The, um, the Shuf is in the Shomron. It is um, east, almost at the eastern end of uh, the uh, Shomron the part that is quote-unquote within the green line using that just for identification purposes nice quiet yeshuv and this 52 year old mother of six was very active athletic would go often for walks and runs in the neighboring forest known as the Reichan forest one of the towns, one of the other settlements nearby is called Rehan, one of the little towns. She left yesterday, Sunday. She left her house at about 2 p.m., they say. And after a few hours went by, obviously the husband and her, her kids realized that something's wrong. She's not answering her phone. She hasn't returned. And so they sent out search parties. And at around 1 a.m., her body was found at the side of the road in the forest there is a court ordered blackout on a lot of the news regarding the search for the killer it seems to be an accepted fact right now that it is an Arab 
they're not sure if it's one from the area or one from Israel on the other side of the green line what they call Israeli Arabs that would be rather interesting and considering that this little village is not far from the pre-67 border that's not a crazy thought Esther's youngest child is 13 her two older ones are married to women who also grew up in this beautiful yeshuv called Tal Menasheh she was a lover of peace between people and between uh, couples especially she counseled couples who were having marital difficulties striving to bring peace amongst them and all people in general her head this is a little graphic I'm sorry but I think we need to know we need to remember her head was bashed in clearly by uh, someone brandishing a rock a big rock bashed in her head and killed her probably ambushed her from uh, the area which uh, as I said is a forested area may her family her husband and her six children find some comfort somehow I'm not sure how but some comfort and let us hope that these incidents will not happen again that the enemies of our people will be vanquished Bila Hamavet Lanetzach. The vaccines have arrived in Israel and Israel Saturday night, Motsa Shabbat Israel time, a little after Shabbat. Live telecast of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Minister of Health Yuli Edelstein being vaccinated live on TV in order to. I guess in order to create this public atmosphere of it's okay, look, I'm doing it, you can do it, follow the example, and now they're getting other celebrities to be vaccinated live on TV during the different news programs. I think they're doing a decent job of of getting people into the notion that those who need to be vaccinated and and those are the only vaccines that they're doing at this point for the elderly and the sick um those that need should be should be vaccinated and they're doing a good job of it and you got to say that all things considered as they say the small country of israel is uh well prepared no matter what they tell you on the news Prime Minister Netanyahu, the Ministry of um, Ministry of Health, etc., did prepare well for um, for the vaccines. They purchased both vaccines just in case. They purchased from Pfizer and they purchased from uh, Moderna. By the way, the CEO of Pfizer is uh, the child of Holocaust survivors who. Uh, 
lit the Hanukkah candles, uh, on, I think on the last day at the Israeli uh, embassy or consulate here in America. The uh, chief medical officer of Moderna is an Israeli who studied at Tel Aviv University. Oh, Baruch Hashem. Bloomberg News have no bias toward Israel, that's for sure. I don't know that they have a bias against or whatever, but they have a chart that they released yesterday. Most efficient healthcare systems in COVID era. Number one, Singapore. Number two, Hong Kong. Taiwan. Then comes South Korea. Number five in the world, Israel. Ahead of all, all the other countries you can think of. Number five, ranked by Bloomberg and based on all kinds of different, you know, uh, measurements and variables that they used. Most efficient healthcare system in the COVID era. So, as I've said all along, I think the safest people are the ones in Israel. The um, this um, this project. In Israel, everything has to have a name, you know, like if it, it oh, God forbid, war, they have names for the wars, they have names for, for, for um, you know, projects like this. And the name of this one is Ten Katef, which, a Katef is a shoulder, Ten Katef is a, um, is a way of saying lend a hand, in English we'd say lend a hand, here it's lend your shoulder, um, they talk about in the army when the soldiers will carry an injured soldier, a colleague, an injured soldier on a on a stretcher. So they put the handles of the stretcher, the people that are carrying it, on the shoulder. And when asking somebody to help, you'd say ten katef, give us your shoulder, help us as well. So that's the phrase ten katef is well known in Israel as being help out. But here it's also sort of when you roll up your sleeves and you get ready to take the vaccination, in a way your shoulder is not far away. So give us your shoulder. And uh, that reminded me that uh, way back in 1982 when they were raising money for um, underprivileged um young men who were in the army who Revoluf Eitan at the time, Rafi Eitan wanted to create special programs for them so he did fundraisers every year they were called Shiru Trom and um, he did them for this army program Naomi Shemer the great Naomi Shemer wrote a song called Ten Katef of HaKolover Habibi. so how appropriate, very appropriate Ten Katef, Hakolaver Habibi. My name is Mayor Weingarten. <clears throat> Excuse me, you are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Meir Milim segment, we shed light on a word or phrase in the Hebrew language. Meir Milim is inspired by the Galei Tzahal radio segments of Dr. Avshalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Here is this week's installment. Yaakov's sons are plotting what to do with their brother Yosef. Their initial idea, kill him. But then Yehuda says, Ma betza ki what betza is there if we kill our brother? Let's sell him. Ma betza? What is betza? Bet tzadi ayin? In this pasuk it means benefit. What benefit will we derive from this? Expanding it a bit further, what's the ultimate benefit that one could want from a deal? Usually, money. Let's not kill him. Let's sell him and make some shacks. Betza means benefit and is chiefly used in Tanakh to denote monetary benefit. We use the same exact phrase in our daily tefillah, Ma betza bidami berideti el shachat. We tell God what is to be gained from my death, from my descent into the grave. Hayotcha afar, hayagida mitecha. Can dust praise you? Once I'm dead, I'm dust of the earth. Open parentheses. I love how we use our own logic to try and convince God to do something that we really want. If I die, we reason with God. You, God, you lose out. You gain nothing by my death because dead people can't sing your praises. It's not about me. Clearly, God, it's in your best interest to keep me alive. I really hope God doesn't fall for that. Close parentheses. Mabetza, what benefit? What benefit is there to a particular act? When Moshe looks to appoint judges, we're given a list of attributes that he should look for. What are the qualifications? God-fearing, trustworthy, people who hate, who have contempt for betza. Okay, so betza means monetary gain, benefit. But wait! Listen to this. We show who the Mikrai Kodesh, Mikrai Kodesh, Yom Shabbaton, Yom Shabbat Kodesh, Shabbat Kodesh, We sing on Friday night. On Shabbat, the Jewish people, referred to here as Timimim, use two loaves of bread. What does Lechem have to do with money? And no, it's not the dough. What is Yivtsu? Livtsoa means to slice, to cut, 
to break off a piece. The phrase botzim et hapat, to slice the bread or the loaf, appears often in the Talmud and in Halacha. Hilchot betziat hapat. Betziah is the act of cutting the bread or the challah. Al shteilechem yivtzeutimimim on Shabbat, the betziat hapat is done with two loaves of bread. Shteilechem. And we have the exact same concept in English. We break bread together. Botseah is to break, to cut. And there's a third use of the root, bet tzadi ayin. We don't find it often in Tanakh, but it's there. Levatseah is to complete the job. Yidei Zrubavel yizdu habayit hazeh. Zrubavel founded this second Beit HaMikdash. V'yadav tivatsana. And his hands will complete the job. Livatseya. In modern Hebrew, Livatseya means to complete. And it all ties in well because to complete something is also Lachtochinyan, to cut. <laughs> Israel has had many military operations. Operation Yonatan in Entebbe, Operation Moses and Solomon in Ethiopia. In Hebrew, they are called Mivtza Yonatan, Mivtza Moshe. Livatseya in modern Hebrew is to carry out, to complete a mission. And hence the word for mission itself becomes Mivtza. How did the word for cutting and slicing and finishing become the word for benefit and money? Mabetza, money in the days of old, gold or silver would be melted into long, narrow bars. When you wanted to use some money, you broke off a piece of gold or silver and handed it over. Money was produced by slicing or breaking off pieces of precious metal from a bigger chunk. Botseya, the word to slice, to cut, becomes another word for money. We should note that in Tanakh, when the word betza is used for money, it almost always means ill-gotten gains. Well, I sum it up, it's right on the money. Botzea means to slice, to cut. Betzea tapat. Livatzea means to finalize, to complete. Lachtochinyan. And hence, money, which was created by breaking off pieces of precious metal, is betza. And that's this week's edition of the Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm 
song we haven't played in a while, but it was appropriate for the Betza Meir Milim segment. Hope you enjoyed that. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Four decades, I would say, even well before there was a Nachum Siegel Network and before there was an Israel Show, when I would fill in for Nachum Siegel over at the JM in the AM, I uh, spoke about a trend in Israel, which has become very obvious by this point, the trend of music cutting across the um, chasm of religious, non-religious, or religious, less religious, Um, right, left, and so forth. And I saw it in many ways. The first, I think, the first little bud of that was the song Ana Vachach by Ovadia Hamama, which ended up getting played on every radio station in Israel, even though it was L'Chura, it would seem. It was a a song of Tefillah, Words straight out of the davening. And so it continued and grew and grew and grew. And then we began seeing duets between those who affiliate with the religious camp, kippot, wearing, Shabbat observing artists, or balei tshuva, who are also that, but started off in the secular music world and when they became Balei Tshuva continued to maintain their friendships with others in the uh, we'll call them non-religious I don't like to use that word but we'll say that in the non-religious camp and so we've seen many a duet between these and featuring on music shows um, Yonatan Razel is definitely a force in pushing that along As he also cut across the uh, the borders, so to speak, of the different groupings in Israel. Back in, uh, we try to be on top of the cultural scene in Israel, and if you are, 
in Israel and you are tuned into the general cultural scene, you know the name of Yiv Geffen. For years, it symbolized the almost the epitome of anti-religion, of anti-mitnachel, anti-settler. In fact, in August of 2018, on this show, we played for you clips from um, a reality show, a music reality show, meaning people came to show off their musical talents and hopefully be discovered, where Aviv Geffen, who was one of the judges, just verbally attacked a uh, kippah-wearing person who lived in the Shomron and was vehement. I I was going to play it, but I said, you know what, no, it's not appropriate. Because now he has a different approach. We also, on this show, because Aviv Geffen is such a a trendsetter, if you will, and, and, and looked to by the secular left as um, as an icon, a uh, cultural icon. In May the, May the 25th, on this very show, this year, 2020, we uh, played clips from an interview of Aviv Geffen that as a result of his COVID experiences, he expressed his... Um, his concern for the Bnei Brak, he called them, the, the Bnei Brak residents who are being attacked by the media, and he basically said, leave him alone. And he dedicated a song on one of his performances, at one of his performances, those were performances that were televised, but uh, without any audience, he dedicated a song to the residents of Bnei Brak understanding the difficulties that they're going through. And what's interesting is he said it as he dedicated this. Again, we played it for you uh, back in May. He said, they're not watching because they don't even have televisions, but they'll hear about it. And sometime, a few hours maybe, after his performance was over and he exited the place, there were a group of there was a group of uh, Haredim that had come from Bnei Brak to thank him for being a voice of solidarity with them, and he was very touched by that. And in an interview, he said one of the resolutions that he's made during Corona, where we all sort of take stock, is that we have to stop badgering and hating the Haredim. And now, it was announced last week, and it was just, uh, I, I guess it was just waiting to come, a duet. Aviv Geffen wrote a song, it's called Batsoret, The Drought. I'll read to you a few of the, uh, a, few, a few lines of the, uh, of the song, if I could find it. Here it is. And he looked for the best in the Haredi world or the top artist in the Haredi world to join him in a duet he approached Avram Fried Avram Fried agreed Avram Fried agreed yeah and as a result this past uh, yesterday this past Sunday yesterday this song Batsoret a 
duet of Avram Fried and Aviv Geffen on a song that Aviv Geffen wrote, composed and wrote the words. There's also a video, I'll make it available on our Facebook page from last week, in which uh, it's, it's a video of a FaceTime call between Avram Fried and Aviv Geffen. And it's really nice. It's, it's it, you know, unless the whole thing is an act <laughs> on Aviv Geffen's part, um, he talks about um, achva, brotherhood, unity, loving each other, achim anachnu, we're brothers, and so forth. And that's that's a big change. And there again we see that the music can bring the people together, that, that has a power. Chomot ha-nefesh nizdakot v'keren or chotze. A ray of light shines through a crack in the walls of our soul. How beautiful it is to see the grapes blossoming in the wilderness. Even a doubter carries with him always a small prayer, meaning somebody who doesn't believe in God. In fact, Aviv Geffen openly says that he is an atheist. So I guess on some level he's referring to himself. Even a doubter carries a small prayer as he waits for rain in a drought. And the refrain is, even if you are very scared, don't lose hope, believe in love. There can't be peace and tranquility. Don't forget that I am your brother even if we are somewhat distanced. Viv Geffen, Avram Fried, composed composition and words by Aviv Geffen. Batsoret, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Nesnis <laughs> Thank you. 
Sunk it a year ago. Avram Fried and Aviv Geffen in a duet. Um, a quick, uh, we'll give you a quick update on the politics that are going on in Israel now. It was thought just a few hours ago that um, they would, they meaning uh, Benny Gantz and Prime Minister Netanyahu, would be able to. Um, Um, what should we say, would be able to um, come to a meeting of the minds and delay the possibility of elections that was looming because on December the 23rd, today we are broadcasting, it is December the 21st, on December the 23rd, the law says that if there's no budget, the Knesset disbands automatically, no choice. And then the elections come uh, about three months later sometime they're talking about sometime in March so it was thought that they reached uh, an agreement just now the news came in that um, it does not seem like it's going to reach an agreement and so tomorrow at midnight Israel time if all the machinations are over and nothing is no deal is reached then uh, elections number four coming up again does Netanyahu regret having created this situation I mean he denies that he did create the situation but he did and uh, the question is if he regrets it probably at this point he does We'll have more about it in the coming weeks if, in fact, they go to elections, as it seems right now, although you never know in Israel. Um, we'll have more coming up, obviously, as we usually do. We're going to end off with Bat Ella and Bowie Vishalom. Before we do that, we say thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And... Very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock, with after further review covering the latest in the world of sports, and then Novak Now with Jake Novak. Tune in for him, he always has great insights. And then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie Dame, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Zahor, <laughs> 
तो दी 